Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. Natural beaut, natural beaut, natural Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Natch Butte. What a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day because you are beautiful. Yes, you are, honey. Welcome. I'm so excited that you are here. In case this is your first episode, hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Johnson, otherwise known as the Beauty Talk Shock Jock, the Queen of Creams, your host of the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky Southern aunt. Hello and welcome to TikTok-tober. You know what? I downloaded TikTok, I mean, about a year ago now, and I've just been having the best time on that app. I'm telling you, the young people, they inspire me every day. And not only do they inspire me, but I'm learning so much about TikTok because it's not just artists on there creating dance videos, comedy sketches. There's a lot of other things going on on there. And my guest today is one of those people. My guest today is a medical professional. How many times have I had on a kooky lady telling us to use crystals to solve our eczema? I've had crazy shit on this show. But finally, I have somebody with a medical background. And I'm sure y'all are excited about that. My guest today, TikTok star, 
TikTok juggernaut of industry. Her bio says the health class you wish you had in high school. And I agree with that. I grew up in the Bible Belt. If I asked a question about sexual health, they said, go pray. Literally, I didn't receive any education until I got to college and had to learn it on my own. So I'm happy that she's educating the young people of the world. She has 1 million followers on TikTok, and as of this recording, 16.3 million likes. She has turned TikTok into a virtual sex ed classroom. She's an OBGYN based in Portland, Oregon. And I have so many questions for her. And guess what? Normally I pull the audience. I didn't ask y'all questions. All these questions are for me because this is my show. Please welcome Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. Hello, Dr. Jennifer. Hello. Oh my gosh. Best intro ever. <laughs> you know what? I am known for my intros. I love it. Do you prefer Dr. Jennifer, Dr. Lincoln, Dr. Jen? What, what do you prefer? Whatever. You know what? Hey, you. Hey, lady with a speculum in her hand, whatever you want. Yeah, you just speculum yeah. lady. Well, you know, you went to medical school. I think you earned the doctor, you know, title. So I'm going to call you Dr. Lincoln. Right. We can do it. Because that's probably what you're used oh, to. Oh, you're sweet. No, yep. That works for me. That works for me. I am absolutely thrilled that you're here. Uh, I love talking about vaginas, vaginal health, and there is so much misinformation. Uh, I have myself have had, you know, some kooky things said on this show. Oh. So I'm he- happy you're here. Thank you for being here. Um, the first question I ask every guest on Nashville is what type of skin do you have? So I'm hoping that the podcast only goes up from this point because I'm going to disappoint you and I'm going to say, I don't know. I have human skin and sometimes it's dirty (laughs) and sometimes it's not. And, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those where I really know a whole lot of stuff. I know that I clean it and I put some stuff on it. And ever since I started going to a real esthetician, um, who I'm going to see later today, like she's told me I should probably pay attention and like do some stuff. So I'm I'm growing up in that regard. I'm learning. I, I know a lot more how to clean and deal with my vulva than I do with my face. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're both very important. That's right. So I'll tell you. There you go. You know, you can't have it all. <laughs> you can't have it all. But you know what? We have Hiram for that. Yes. Yeah. I hear he's. He's real big on the TikTok with the kids these days. He is a sweetie, too. He was on Natch View. <laughs> yeah, I heard. And, I listened uh, to a bit of him. Um, and I feel like he's probably somebody I should follow so that the next time he ans- asks me this question, I'll have a legitimate answer. <laughs> well, your skin looks so good in all your videos. So I assumed you were a skincare queen, but we love that you aren't. It's called Because Natch View is all about it's, each each person's interests yeah. and passions and, just, and whatever makes you feel good. It's a good filter and it's a good ring light. Let's be real. Anybody who says they're not using that, they're just lying. <laughs> That's true. Everyone, Hollywood is all about the lighting, right. okay? So don't be down on yourself. Mm-hmm. Just know everybody that looks good on TV, there's a lighting crew mm-hmm. behind them, honey. Yes. Or in front of them. Exactly. My next question for you, warm-up question I've been asking all my TikTokers, what is your favorite TikTok audio or song? Oh, my God. My favorite. I'm going to try to sing it, but I'm not a singer. Um, it's the one where they go... The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. And then it's scenes of all these stupid people doing really stupid things, like not wearing masks and having big parties. And I watch that and I love it. I don't know why, because it makes me want to scream. But I just love that somebody created that for our use. (laughs) It's it's really good. I Mm -hmm. saw this was a couple months ago. I saw this little boy dancing the savage dance at a wedding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how cute. This must have been in February. Yeah, this must have been. Then they, they turn to the side. It's all, it's a full wedding. I mean, a hundred people. Oh, yeah. And it said like, Cameron and Julia, July 2020 <laughs> on the wall of the wedding. And I'm like, 
who the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. I was so enraged uh-huh. as a person who is not going to have a wedding because of COVID. Right. Yeah. I mean, you I know. I was offended. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really insulting, especially to people who work on the front lines who, you know, I'm doing the doctor thing. I've got a kid at home, online schooling, and I'm doing it because we should be. But I don't yes. want to freaking do it forever, people. So figure it out. Wear the mask. It's not political. Stay the frick home. So that way we can go out and play and have that beautiful wedding and that kid can do that dance and not get the COVID. (laughs) I'm telling you, I was so mad at that little kid. And then none of the comments were saying anything. And I'm like, what's going on here? You're like, am I going to be that person that's going to call it out? And then they're going to call you a Karen and you're going to be like, oh, God. (laughs) I'm telling you, listen, we do our best. Everybody be safe. Listen to the doctor. Yes, my God. (laughs) Okay, my last warm-up question. I ask every guest this. What is your favorite thing about yourself? You know, I I really, it's my sense of humor. And I think it's because I grew up in New York with two very um, typically New York sarcastic parents. And like 90% of the time, I feel like my sense of humor helps relate to people. And about 10% of the time, it gets me into trouble. But that's life. You know, you got to be able to laugh, especially now. Because if you're not, you're just crying by yourself in a corner. So, Yep. And also in your line of work, I feel like taking kind of the seriousness out and the intimidation out is probably very helpful yes. and disarming when patients are nervous. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and we will be in some crazy scenarios and we'll have a joke or something and, you know, you can just feel the tension in the room break and we can regroup. So yeah, for sure. Do, do you deliver babies? How many have you delivered? You know, I stopped tracking a while ago. You, when you were in residency, you had to track to prove that you like actually did stuff. Um, I would say I'm probably in the high hundreds. I may be close to, close to a thousand, I would say. I'm probably very off. It's either, it's, it's probably somewhere around there. So not babies. I had a, I interviewed one of my listeners, um, on my Patreon because I do a thing where I call them and she had delivered, she knew exactly the number. She had actually just delivered a baby right after she called me. Oh yeah. People are much better at tracking, like keeping the stickers and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't know enough to do it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how many episodes of a podcast have I right, recorded? Exactly. Same thing. I give birth every week to my beautiful baby. You nurture it and you love it. And I feed it. <laughs> and we do our Put best. Put it out to the world and you just hope it doesn't screw anybody up. So, you That's know. That's true. Exactly. And sometimes it does. Right. Oh, well, you sometimes know. it does. the best you can. <laughs> exactly. Dr. Lincoln. Yes, ma'am. I am fascinated by your craft. Mm-hmm. And I always tell my audience... Pursue a career in medicine because I feel it is of an important field and probably not the most pursued career, especially like physician assistant. There's so many different opportunities in the Mm -hmm. medical field. When you were a young woman and you decided to pursue a career in medicine, what made you choose gynecology and obstetrics? What made you choose that? You know, I was one of those kids. I'm the first person in my family to go to college. Um, and then go beyond that. And so my parents, you know, they were teenagers when they had me and they were very much like stay in school or you'll die. So I did. They were very, they did not want me to go down the same path. And I just always wanted to be a doctor. I don't know why. Um, It was just one of those things that I can't remember ever wanting to do anything else. I love the mix of science and helping people. Um, And my parents, again, from their background, they're like, you have to have a job where there's always a job and you can make money to pay, you know, feed yourself and (laughs) It's like, I mean, they have a point. <laughs> Let me say, you know, there, you know, there's lots of jobs right now for physicians, although they're not always, sometimes they're in the COVID unit. But anyway, um, 
But, uh, and I didn't really know I wanted to do OBGYN until I did my medical school rotations. And I went to medical school in New Orleans and I was there during Hurricane Katrina and ended up evacuated to Houston. And so I did my OBGYN rotation there at the public hospital there where babies were just like being birthed, like, you know, in the the hallways, everything. So as a med student, you got to do so much. And I loved it. I loved the mix of surgery and deliveries and preventive care. But I really liked being able to communicate with these women in very vulnerable, embarrassing things that they felt very embarrassed about and be able to do it in a way where they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad or we can talk about that and I'm not embarrassed. And I had a few residents I remember seeing during that rotation who did it beautifully. And I was like, I want to do that and I want to be like her. Um, And then I just never looked back. Yeah. That's the story. That's beautiful. And also, like you were saying, these women from New Orleans and Houston, I'm from Dallas. So it's a very similar mood. Like, Mm -hmm. no one taught me about my body. Uh No one. Yeah. No one. It was like at the dinner table, nobody said anything. Right. It was just sort of one of those things nobody says. And then at school, no information except for misinformation because girls talk to each other. Exactly. If you don't have the facts. Oh, you won't get pregnant if it's in the hot tub. (laughs) Like, things like that. You know, we didn't know. Well, and so I went to Catholic school all my life, um, which I find hilarious because I only found out after I was done with it. My parents were like, oh, we didn't really believe in any of that stuff. We just wanted you to have a good education and we didn't know any better. And I was like, you guys, Jesus Christ, you know. Um, So I was taught by nuns who you might find this hard to believe. We did not get a comprehensive sexual education. I know that's hard to believe. Wow, from nuns? Yeah, they told us to pray and they told us if a boy wanted to have sex with us that we should make a salad. I feel like that was a euphemism for something, but I was too innocent back then to understand. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I grew up in the exact same way. And I think that was a big part, too, of why I loved women's health, because I saw what happens. I mean, how many people came in and said, well, I didn't know I could get pregnant this way or I didn't want to get pregnant, but I didn't know what not to do. Um, And in this country, we're just a disaster when it comes to comprehensive, medically accurate sex education. Um, So that's now what I do 24-7, apparently. (laughs) You sure do, because you're spreading the good word on TikTok. Yeah, who knew? As well as in your, you know, in your surgery rooms and your in your practice. But on TikTok, I mean, what made you just take me back to that day. Like, who said, hey, you know what you should do? You should get on TikTok. W- what made you start the account? What made you curious to get on that train? I thought it was the stupidest thing, and I made fun of everybody who was on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did too, before I looked at it, yeah. of course. Yeah, and I remember saying, I can tell you 100% the one social media thing I will not do, and it's TikTok. And I thought that for a few months, and I had a friend. Her handle is Balanced Anesthesia. She's an anesthesiologist and a mom. And we're in a little Instagram pod together. And she's like, you guys, you got to go to TikTok. The kids are there. You know, they're, they're, they're so hungry for information. And I was like, Maggie, please. I am on Instagram. Yeah, I am I'm refined. doing my thing. I am very, I don't dance. And then I was like, okay, fine. Let me try it. And I posted one and it was super benign. And it's still my first TikTok today. They took it down or it never, like it posted and then it got removed. They took the audio off, right? They, no, the whole thing. Or actually, you oh, know what? Wow. It never made it through. That's right. It never uploaded. Um, it never went through. Like it never got approved or whatever. It had zero views. And then I was like, well, what the heck? Like this? Because I said the word sex. So I right. said, you know what? Let me try a few, day, few days later. Uploaded it again. And overnight it had a million views. And it just went from there. And I was like, oh, I guess the kids are here and they do need this information. <laughs> and then I got over it. I was like, you can be on here and you don't have to dance. Like there's different niches. Um, yes. And the rest is history. And there I am on TikTok and 
thankfully my oldest is only nine and a half. He hasn't even discovered it yet, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. I'm telling you, I, I, it's just so wacky to me that still as a 35 year old woman, who's been married, you know, it's like, I still don't know some of this stuff. Yeah. And it's our schools are failures. Our parents didn't know any better. They weren't taught. Um, And and people have said, I'm learning more here than I am in health class. And I said, I know that's why I'm here. And also this is a problem in this country because we have the data that shows that just because you teach this stuff in school doesn't mean kids go out and have sex. It just means they're going to do it anyway, but now they're going to do it more safely. Like heaven forbid we empower some choice and some education here. Yes. That's sort of the next question I was going to ask you. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think there is so much misinformation about women's bodies and their sexual health? Well, it's just this vacuum. Like you said, girls are not going to not talk about it. They're just going to talk about it in a terrible way because they don't know truth, fact from fiction. I mean, I was in that same exact scenario when I was in high school. I didn't know and I didn't even have the Internet now. Now maybe it's a little better because you can look up sources, but there's so much bad stuff out there. It's hard to know what's legit. And what really bothers me about TikTok and other social media sites is there's so many people who proclaim themselves as experts, the hormone expert, the birth control expert. And they're just Susie from the block who's just as interested and she's Googling and she happens to have a following. And now these teenagers are like, oh, well, that must be real. Um, So I think it's just people want to know how their bodies work. It's fundamentally how we're made. They're going to get the information anywhere. Um, and it's seen as this mysterious, dirty place. We have made the vagina and the female body seem very dirty, right? It's, it's always wanting to have sex or it's only to have sex if you want to get pregnant. If you don't do it, otherwise you're a slut and you're dirty. That's the way our culture has designed it to control women. And it's just, right. um, it's just not fair. And so there comes the TikToks. <laughs> here comes the TikToks. Well, speaking of the TikToks, I have a few topics here yeah. that you have covered on your TikToks that I found very informative and interesting. Uh-huh. And I would love if you could discuss a couple of yeah, those with me. Totally. The first one, I'm telling you, I have heard this, and I, and I can't tell you where, who, what. Birth control uh-huh. and how using it will cause infertility down the road. This is something I've heard forever. Like, if you're on birth control too long, yeah. when it's time to have a baby, you're not going to be able to have a baby. Yep. And you say, no, sweetie, that yep. ain't true. I get that question every single day. In fact, I just responded to it 10 minutes before this this yeah. little chit-chat started. Because it is. It's so ingrained, um, and there's no data to is, support it. Is that just to, to, to make us feel slutty? I don't know. Is it like stay on, know. you know, I don't know. Because it's really, I went off birth control in my late 20s because I was like, well, I want to right, have a baby. Right. If I fuck up my shit, I'm not going to be able yeah, to. I think it comes from, so it's true if you're on birth control for a long time and let's say you started it when you're 20 and now you're 35, well, your fertility has naturally decreased. But maybe somebody says, well, now I can't get pregnant because of the birth control. When actually it was an underlying medical issue. Or what I think is even more common is people get put on birth control because of irregular periods, which is a sign that you could have fertility issues. It's not going to fix your fertility issues. It's just going to regulate your cycle, which could prevent you from certain kinds of cancers, which is important. But it's not going to address the underlying issues. Then you come off birth control, and if somebody hasn't communicated that to you in a clear way, you've got no idea. Um, That makes perfect sense because you go on birth control to sort of alleviate the symptoms of whatever this issue is. endometriosis, that sort of thing. And the other thing, too, I like to tell people that it actually potentially could protect your fertility. Certain kinds of birth control thicken your cervical mucus, which acts as a nice little roadblock for the bacteria that are trying to get up there that could then cause infections in your uterus and cause fertility issues. So 
not only does it not hurt your fertility, it may for some people actually help it. And then I see like the mind's blown when I say that. I'm like, why right. is nobody told this? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so good to know. Yeah. Okay, let's talk tips for trying to conceive. Yes. Again, I told you, this is my episode, like, honey. I'm my and I, went to- I want to get pregnant next year. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. Um, I've never been pregnant. I don't know how easy it's mm-hmm. going to be because this is being a woman, honey. This is you, you go your whole life trying to not get pregnant <laughs> exactly. and then all of a sudden you want to get pregnant and you can't. Yes, it's true. And you did a TikTok on this mm-hmm. subject and I found it very interesting. Oh, yeah, no, it's true. We spend our whole lives preventing this and then we want to do it. We're like, wait, so how do we how do, do we, this? How do we, <laughs> nobody told me how. Uh, yeah, I think the number one thing I tell anybody is to have a preconception visit where you talk to your OBGYN because then you can do all the stuff that ideally could be done before pregnancy. Screening, making sure your pap smear is up to date, making sure any vaccinations that you need are up to date. If you've got medical issues, we can optimize them. We can make sure you're on any med- medicines that you're on are safe in pregnancy. We can talk. We can have a dialogue about, okay, so here's when you might want to stop your birth control. You should start a prenatal a couple months before you're trying to conceive. That's super important. Um, to prevent certain kinds of birth defects. And we can talk about like when the hell you're actually supposed to have sex because some people think, well, I have to have sex every single day, the entire month. And if you want to, that's awesome. If that kind of makes you feel tired and fatigued and like, uh, and takes the fun out of it, then don't. Really what you want to do is you want to be able to know when you're most fertile. And that's around the time of ovulation, which is about 14 days after the first day of your cycle. Um, And you're fertile you know, the day of ovulation, a couple days before and after it's considered your fertile window. And I think it's really nice if you're trying to get pregnant to start tracking your cycles so you can kind of see where you're at so you can figure out. Um, And then just have fun. There's no position that's going to make it more likely for you to get pregnant. There's, you know, you don't have to sit there with your legs up for 10 minutes or anything like that. (laughs) Is there a a secret to having either a boy or a girl? Um, So in the real world, there's not unless you do IVF. But if you're a hormone expert on TikTok, Um, There was one woman who I think posted 27 videos about how to have certain genders. Mind you, she's an acupuncturist. Um, She has since blocked me as I gave her some feedback. (laughs) But uh, no, there's not. Couldn't handle the comments, huh? (laughs) Unless you do IVF with gender selection, no. Or sex sex selection, I should say. Um, Then no. But you got a 50% chance, you know, either way. Yeah, that's good to know. I I talked to this lady at an audition once. You know, I do live in L.A. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I had three little girls and I wanted a boy. So we tried a a fourth time and I did all this research and I did it. I had my son. (laughs) She was telling me it's all about the timing because male sperms are slower. or so. I don't even know. Oh, I've heard. Yes, I've heard it But that's not true. No, no drinking caffeine. No sex on a certain day. I mean, it's good Vegas obviously odds right 50 percent right you're right you're you're right half the time so are you a fan of the ava bracelet you know i haven't looked a whole lot into it i think anything that helps you be more aware of your cycles is is good i think as a birth control method and i don't know if they advertise themselves as a birth control method they do not just to know your cycles i think that it's another piece of the puzzle so if you want to be tracking your cycles that way like um doing basal body temperature, that kind of thing. Then, yeah. yeah, I mean, more information about your body is not going to hurt you for sure. Yeah, I learned so much about myself through that because mm-hmm. I had one. They did ads with me a couple yeah. years ago, and I started wearing it every night. 
And I was shocked. I was like, I had no clue this is when I was ovulating. I did not even know that. <laughs> yeah. No, that, I mean, that's awesome. But now I know, and it gives you a little check mark, like mm-hmm. a Twitter check mark. So oh, I love it. once it knows, it can confirm that was when you ovulated based on your like body temperature and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm verified on Ava. Like, <laughs> my ovaries my are My cycle verified. got a check mark. <laughs> exactly. It was so exciting when I got my Ava check mark. <laughs> I love that. So I like it, but yeah. I was curious yeah. if you, because uh, I'm sure you've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honeys, let me tell you about Daily Harvest, if I may. Daily Harvest. I have been very busy lately, and, you know, I'm juggling it all between converting to Judaism, doing my work, recording my podcast around all the many leaf blowers that are going on in my neighborhood. I don't know why, but people love a leaf blow. It is the fall. I've just been really busy, and I love a good treat. I love a good healthy snack and meal choice. And what have I been doing? I've been loving Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door, and they only take minutes to prepare. They've done all the work for you, honey, and they don't use preservatives, added sugar, or artificial ingredients. Daily Harvest works directly with farmers, and they freeze their ingredients when they're at their peak ripeness. They lock in those nutrients and the taste, and they have options for everything, okay? They have smoothies for breakfast. They have smoothies for any time, honestly. They have crisp flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and then they have comfort food for when you just need a little hearty health soup, okay? Sometimes you just need a hearty soup in your life, and everything is ready to go in the freezer when you need it. It's there, and guess what? They're in the process of transitioning to 100% recyclable, plant-based, and renewable fiber packaging. What have I been loving lately? The chocolate hazelnut smoothie, that's what. I mean, there's always something for you. They've got it all, hon. I highly recommend checking it out. Daily Harvest makes it easy to eat clean, undeniably delicious food, no matter what your day brings. Keep it simple with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code NATCH to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code NATCH. Promo code NATCH, N-A-T-C-H, for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. Use code NATCH. Yes. Daily Harvest. You won't regret it. Sweeties, let's talk about Quip. Let's talk about Quip, shall we? Buckle up. I have some exciting news. When was the last time you were rewarded for brushing your teeth? Maybe when the tooth fairy visited you as a child. That's just a guess. I'm not judging you in your lifestyle. But Quip's new smart electric toothbrush, Good Habits, can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. Uh, yeah, honey, did you hear me? I'm telling you. Using your Quip is already fun and exciting, and now they have stepped up the game. They know we need a little more fun to get our jollies off in this world, and they said, honey, we're here for it, okay? The Quip Smart Brush for adults and kids connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. You can track when and how well you brush. You can get tips and coaching to improve your habits, and you earn points for daily brushing and bonus points completing challenges like streaks and then you redeem them for rewards like free products gift cards discounts from quip and partners honey i'm telling you this is exciting news if you already have a quip and you have fomo 
Don't worry, you can upgrade it with a smart motor and keep the features you know and love, sweetie, which are sensitive sonic vibrations, a two-minute timer with 30-second pulses so you can guide that clean around the mouth, slim, lightweight, and sleek, no wires or charger to weigh you down, sweetie, and they have a multi-use cover. You can use it to mount on the mirror. You can use it to travel, and by travel, I mean to the other room because we're all staying at home right now. There's so many things going on, sweetie. We love a routine. We love a mouth routine. And Quip has thought of everything. They have toothpaste. They have floss. They have eco-friendly solar battery charger to power your Quip with sunshine. They have everything, okay? Truly, they're smart. They thought of it all. Everything is there for you. We love a routine, okay? Join over 5 million mouths who use Quip, including Jackie J's mouth, honey. Yes. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash natch right now to get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash natch. Let me spell it. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash N-A-T-C-H. Quip, better oral health made simple and rewarding. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, this is something that is interesting. Organic tamps versus regular tamps. I had been fear-mongered about this. Oh, my God. Don't stick you know, non-organic yeah. cotton up your boo-ha. Yeah. I'm sorry. You want to use the medical it's terms, right? It's a podcast. Up We're your vagina. Safe space. Safe space. Um, yeah. Uh, but there's no data that proves there's anything going there's on. There's not. But what I've learned from – so I've learned so much. TikTok has taught me – more than yeah. I have taught TikTok. Um, and I've learned yeah. that some people are very passionate about their organic tampons. And I'm not here to yeah. take away your organic tampons if you like them. Yeah. But I do want to point out that it really is. So just like we have big pharma, which people mm-hmm. hate, there's big natural too. Yes. Because they're a Big natural's dollar. coming yeah. in strong oh, yeah. too. And, and they're awesome. Their branding is adorable. And they're giving you this feminine empowerment message and taking care of the earth. I mean, it's all on brand with like, you know, a lot of the stuff I agree with. But you got to have data behind it. And so the things they spout, like it's, you know, there's fewer, there's dioxins in regular tampons. So you're going to give yourself cancer if you use regular tampons. Well, there's actually 240,000 times fewer dioxins in your tampons than in the food you eat every day. So it's about perspective. Um, They talk about chlorine bleach that hasn't been in any tampons for, you know, like a decade. Um, They talk about pesticides. The tampons have to certify that they are pesticide free before they go in the box. Could they be a little more explicit on how they do that? That would be great. And there's always room for improvement, but conventional tampons have the same um, rules that they have to abide by, by as organic tampons. They're qualified as a medical device. And you have to think about organic. It takes more land and more water to grow organic crops. So is it environmentally friendly? I mean, if you want to be like gung-ho, the most environmentally friendly, best for your body, no exposure, well then use a menstrual cup or a cloth pad. But, um, but there's, you know, it's not one of these things that if you stick a conventional tampon into your vagina, certain death, not at all. Right. And if you want to use them because 
you know, sometimes people have different sensitivities, no matter the brand, well then that's fine. Um, but if you're like dying to scrape together your pennies or you just, you know, you feel guilted into it, just make an informed choice. That's all. Right. Just know the data. What do you mind if I ask what your uh, period op- option is? Yeah. What, what do you like? I you will a tell cup you. User, you a tamp user? Um, I use nothing because I've had a Marina IUD since before Barack Obama was elected, and so I haven't wow. menstruated in this, you know, in a long time, and it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> <laughs> I've had three Marina IUDs switched out um, after the birth of my kids, and I would never go back. The one. I got pregnant pretty quickly with my second. And when I took my IUD out and I had one period before I got pregnant, I was like, I'm dying. I'm hemorrhaging. And it was like the lightest actual period. <laughs> I was like, this is so, why would anyone do this? Um, so no, my menstrual product of choice is my Marina IUD, which I'll have through menopause because I don't like to bleed. So yeah. So you don't have any period no. on it? That's, I mean, that's... occasionally a little spotting, but um, yeah. yeah, up to 80% of women will have no period or a very light one after one year of use. Wow. So it's, an, I mean, you poll the OBGYNs, I guarantee you the majority of us have some form of IUD because I can't remember to do something every day. Uh, I learned that on night shift as a resident, I was forgetting my pills. Um, and I don't want to have a period and it decreases my risk of endometrial cancer. Like, you know, so... That's how I roll. I had a Paragard, and it was mm-hmm. the most horrifically painful experience of my entire life thus far. Yeah, that was Getting painful. it inserted, yeah. it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it put in at Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. which they're fantastic. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah. But their bedside manner is not what they're known oh, for. You know, see, it's, I had the opposite. The one I trained with, I we rotated there as residents, and I was blown away by their yeah. quality of care and, like, their advocates. And But I, I'm sure it just depends, like, any clinic where you go. You well, know. I just know that it's painful regardless, but mm-hmm. it was a, it was crazy. Um, and there were three other women watching cause they were being trained <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, everybody come in. Yeah, Anybody else? Right. Janitors? Exactly. Uh, the landlord, delivery the guy day, at the yeah. smoothie place next door. Anybody <laughs> want to come come watch? But it was very painful. Oh, I'm sorry. But I guess you just do it once yeah. and then it's in there. And you know, and it good. varies too. Like mine have not been weren't painful at all. Others might feel cramping. I did mine in the middle of clinic one day, and then I went and saw a patient next. Like I had no time in my life. You didn't put it in yourself. I didn't, though. but I did take them both out myself. Or how many? Two. I've taken out myself because I didn't yeah. have time to go to the doctor. Um, yeah. But we shouldn't attempt that. I think that. you can. There's no reason you can't. Just wow. if you reach up, feel the string, you want to take it out, just pull. If you encounter any resistance or extreme pain, stop. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to know. I wasn't going to pay a copay. So. <laughs> you already paid your copay. Exactly. It's called medical exactly. school, honey. So that was my free parting gift. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, okay. Well, I want to talk about gentle herpes. Yes. Because I feel it's important to demystify and destigmatize yeah. it. I realized as an adult, it's much more common than I thought. You know, growing up, we were like, oh, my God, how gross or whatever. totally. But it's very common. Uh, It's talked about amongst my friend groups. So I was wondering if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about that. And then if somebody out there has it, Mm -hmm. sort of talk to them about, like, what's life going to be like now? So you're right. It is super common. It's like one in five Americans. Um, So super common. And when we talk about herpes, there's two strains that we're talking about, um, her HSV one and two, I think it's really important to clear up the misconception that one only causes cold sores and um, HSV two causes um, genital lesions because either one can go both places. And I think you're, you're smart and your listeners are smart and they can figure out how those migrate to different locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but super common. And 
it's one of those things that you can have an outbreak and you can feel shame and, oh my God, I'm never going to have sex again. I'm dirty. And what am I going to do? And the good news is, is that the amount of outbreaks that occur, you can manage it with medication. You can either suppress it if you're having a lot, or once you feel an outbreak coming on, you can take medication. And even without any of that, they tend to decrease naturally on their own over time as, you know, the longer you have it. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has it, is it important to disclose if you have genital herpes with a potential sex partner? It is because I, I think, imagine if you were on the opposite end of that and you only found out the hard way. Right. Um, and you should use condoms, but they don't take that transmission rate down to zero. So you might want to use condoms and potentially consider suppressive medication, or maybe you don't, this is your long-term partner and you guys are like, you know, we're good. Um, I just think that people need to understand it's not about shame. It does nobody any good. It's like the HPV virus, the human papillomavirus that 80% of women at any point in time will have at some point in their lives. Like the key here is understanding what it is and what it isn't. And it doesn't mean you're dirty right. or slut. It just means you had sex and you had some bad luck. Um, right. It is important in pregnancy if you do have genital herpes, let your doctor know. Don't don't keep it from us because you feel ashamed because when it does come time closer towards delivery, we will want you on medication to prevent outbreaks because if you do have an active outbreak at the time of labor, we'll actually recommend a C-section. Um, but the great majority of pregnant women do just fine with that medication and are able to have a vaginal birth. Um, so yeah, it's not about it's not about shame. You know, it's just another tiny bump in the road. It's not, I tell people it's HSV, it's not HIV, which even nowadays HIV, we have good treatments for. So like, think of like stratify, like life-changing events. Like I don't mm -hmm. want that to be how you define yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. When you get a test, so I had like a full panel done last year mm -hmm. and it had her herpes simplex too, mm -hmm. but it, they didn't test me for one. Yeah. Um, I've had cold sores and fever blisters since I was a baby. Right. And they have really sucked. Mm -hmm. And I have, every time I had a boyfriend, every time I'd, I'd be like, hey, I can't make out right no, now. I can't yeah. you were suck so your dick, whatever. Look at you. Yeah. Well, because there, it's, <laughs> it was such a burden to have. I it was like, I do not want to give this to anybody. No. But knock on wood, I haven't had one in a long yeah. time. I get them when I'm really stressed yes. and when I'm really tired and when I used to party like in my early days. Oh, yes. I'd get them like from being hung over yeah. or whatever. But I I think they're, Good. like you said, they're clearing yeah. up. Good. But um, anyway, because I remember you on your TikTok, you had said something about the test will show the two different mm -hmm. kinds. And I didn't get tested for the first kind, they, but I yeah. kind of want to. I mean, they may fun. not have because they were like, well, you know, technically when some people order STD testing, it's really important to understand what your doctor or what your clinic is ordering because right. they may not right. include. And a lot of times I don't even test for herpes unless you've got actual symptoms because it doesn't tell you where it's located. It doesn't tell you. Because then people say, well, who did I get it from? When did I get it? I can't tell you. I don't know. And so yeah. is it helpful? So, yeah, super interesting, though. But it's something to talk about before you get your tests done so you can understand what you're getting and what you're not getting. Right. Mm -hmm. it, do, it, could you have it and have literally no idea? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Do some people have it and just yeah. never have and outbreaks? that is why it's so common because we just right. don't know. Yeah, for sure. And you might only know it for the first time when you are, like you said, sick or maybe you're pregnant right. or um, you're taking steroids, which drop down your immune system for something else. So, yep, totally. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. We need a vaccine a lot, for it. A lot happening. <laughs> That's true. Okay, this is a video you did that I found fascinating. Mm -hmm. When should a person at what age or stage of their life start to see a gynecologist? Yes. I didn't go until I was 18. I was a virgin. And I went because I was like, I think I'm going to have sex soon. And I was like, I need to go. And again, my parents had no clue. I had to sneak away. <laughs> and I had to sit across from this dude. And I was like, listen, I'm a virgin. 
I just want some pills. Right. Yeah. And he was like, okay, that's cool. I'm glad you came kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because you were so but, responsible. I love it. Well, that was the one thing my my dad said. He said it covered in sweat, holding a drink. He said, just before you have sex, get on the pill. That's like literally <laughs> all I could that muster. That was the whole talk right there. Yeah, that was, this, that was it. And I said, okay, you know. Um, so I found this fascinating. When should a person either age or like what yeah. stage their life when should they first go to a gynecologist? Well, I'll tell you what the American College of OBGYN says, and I'll tell you that most people don't do this. And no, it's mm-hmm. recommended between the ages of 13 to 15. And it's not to have an exam or get started right. or anything. It's just so that you're like, okay, I know this person's there. They know me. We have a relationship. So if and when I become sexually active or I need screening, I've got somebody there. Um I posted that and like everybody was like, oh my God, I'm 16, I'm 17, I haven't gone. And like, it doesn't mean that if you haven't gone, like the vagina and the vulva will shrivel up and fall off and right. that's it. Yeah, It's just, it's a guideline. Um, so like you did, the best thing I think is to do it before you're having sex so we can talk about prevention, get you on some kind of birth control if you want it, talk about how to be safe um, and just help you understand how your body works. And even if it's after that, like anytime. Um, right. I was in the same scenario. I only went and I went to the county health clinic in college because I needed birth control. And it was a it was an experience. <laughs> Say that. But I left with my little doggy bag of pills and I was super happy yep. and proud of myself. Um, but I think the most important thing, if you're just going to meet, you know, to establish that care or like for you to start on birth control, almost a huge amount of time unless you're having a problem, you know, discharge or you want an IUD, obviously, like you don't need to have a pelvic exam. You do not need to have a pelvic exam to start on birth control, which I think is a big um, roadblock for people who are afraid to go because they're like, I don't want to, you know, and even if your doctor's like, you know what, you should have one, you can always decline it. We may tell you, we think it's in your best interest, but you can never be forced to do something you don't want to. Well, I just remembered, I went to my mom's doctor Mm -hmm. and I was like, I want, I want to get the pills. And she was like, cool, I just need to do an exam on you, and then I can give them to you. And I was like, I don't want that. I know. So I went to another Good doctor on my you. own. and he. Yeah. I know. I'm telling you, I forgot that. But I was just like, it's scary. Well, and I will tell you, there it are definitely be. some doctors out there who are kind of old school, and they will hold your, your birth control hostage for an exam. And like right. you said, I tell people this all the time on TikTok, get another opinion. After right. I had my county clinic experience, and I was home on winter break, I did go to my mother's doctor. And he was hilarious. He, We went and got our annuals together. And he came in. He goes, okay, your mother just told me that if you need birth control, I can give it to you. And he's like, phew, thank God for that. And we're just cracking up. And he's giving me the free pills. And I'm putting them in my pocket. And I was like, mom, just, you know, you don't have to talk about this with him. I'm a grown-up. I yes. <laughs> that is so funny that she wouldn't talk to you, but she'd exactly. tell him to tell you. It's like a game of telephone, you know. That's the boomer generation, though, you and know? And now they watch me on my TikToks, and they're like, this is so awesome. And I'm like, yeah, guys, could have used this. <laughs> yes. Times, they are a changing. Exactly. Okay. I, you did it. This is so fascinating. I'm going to be dead-ass mm-hmm. honest. I just now Googled this last month. Oh, boy. I, I have... My period's very light and feminine and beautiful, <laughs> but the first day is hell. Oh. My, my cramps are so bad. Yeah. You had a, a TikTok about how to make your period better, and you said, like, start taking ibuprofen two mm-hmm. days before, and I was like, wow, what a concept. I did that this time. It was, like, night and day. <gasps> I'm so happy. But I Googled, I Googled what actually causes cramps, and I, I don't like thinking about my internal body and things like that, uh-huh. but... 
things are going on in there that I don't want to think about. But you sh- can you explain to us what causes menstrual cramps? Yeah. Like what's happening inside of us? Because yeah. it's really pretty wacky. It, yeah. So it's this chemical messenger called prostaglandins. So they are a chemical messenger that causes contractions, which is great because your uterus needs to contract to get the blood out. Yeah, so it's like shooting the blood out. Yeah, <laughs> like a fire hose. That's out how of I imagined it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say a medical disclaimer if that's happening, please call your doctor or call 911. No. <laughs> okay, yes. So, yeah, so basically it's your uterus is a muscle, and just like when a muscle contracts, it's helping that blood come out. And prostaglandins causes that contraction and, and is released, and that's what leads to cramps. It's the same thing that happens when you have sex and you have an orgasm and your uterus cramps or when you have a baby. And so what's nice about ibuprofen or Aleve, any of those guys, you take it a couple days ahead of time and you're going to decrease the amount of prostaglandins that are released. It's not going to screw up your period or, you know, if anything, it might help make it a little bit lighter, a little bit less crampy. Um, But it works best. Like you said, you take it a day or two before rather than covering up the pain, you're kind of preventing it. And then other things like heat, you know, anything else you would do for the sore, crampy muscle, heat, ice, massage, avoiding foods that you find trigger any kind of diarrhea that some people have with with their periods. You know, it's interesting. I have that, Mm -hmm. but I assumed it was from the ibuprofen use. Well, yeah, I mean... because yeah. I have, I've taken a, I've taken too much before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't do the I've whole bottle. I, I just have realized <laughs> I need to exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is exercise, but I'm like, if I move, it helps yes. so much. Yes, it's tr- truly exercise is is been shown to help with period pain and cramps for sure. So you can pop your ibuprofen, do your exercise, drink some water, yeah. do a little meditation, you know. And then if it's totally terrible and it's changing your life to where you can't work, you're, you know, girls are out of school for days at a time, then that's, we need to know about that because it could be endometriosis, yeah. could be adenomyosis, and we totally have treatments for those. That's not fun. Good to know. You don't have to suffer, everybody. No. You can be like me and get an IUD and never have a period. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm too high maintenance I mean, for that situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're selling it. That might be, that's a good after baby option too. Yeah. Yeah. Was, you know, I'm telling you, it was fabulous. It was to the point where yeah. when I had that one period I told you about when I went back and this was years, I was like, I should probably have some pads because, you know, trying to get pregnant, who knows how long it's going to yeah. take. And the whole aisle was different. And I made a TikTok about this adorable gay dad who went to go buy products for his daughter and he's like I didn't know it was a whole wall and I was like I know how you felt because when I went back I was like okay I need the green one with the two raindrops and the always and they were all different colors and a whole rating system I was like you can't do this to a girl even a gynecologist I was overwhelmed <laughs> well that's a perfect segue to my next question um because this the feminine care aisle oh you know I feel these corporations have really started to just mm-hmm fear monger and take advantage of women and tell them they need all these things which is why that aisle has inflated so much too it's like this has wings this has a scent this has this this has this you are very against the feminine care feminine Mm -hmm. hygiene aisle i've seen many videos about this because there are washes and wipes and and your quote is your vagina shouldn't smell fresh it is not a fruit that goes bad yeah and i love that you know it's so if there's if you could legally set an aisle on fire it would be that one and not the part with the tampons and the pads because you know that's important but the washes the sprays the douches the detoxes the cleanses the suppositories the i mean i'm on my i'm on like number six already and i just want to rage um it's you know it's not anything new in terms of the idea that the vagina is dirty i mean you look back if you want to do some fun googling look back to like the 1950s lysol ads 
they were using it for douches. And I think really it was sort of the underhanded way of saying, use this as a birth control so you don't get pregnant because you couldn't do that then. But even back then they were like the vagina's dirty and it was... You know, it's a picture of this, of course, this white housewife. And she said, if your husband, you know, if, you, if she seems frigid, it might be because her downstairs smells, you know. And just, it's just hilarious and shocking that even in 2020, that white housewife has transcend, has, is now, a, you know, a cool-looking 18-year-old. And Vagisil right. has got products that they're targeting to teenagers. And they've got adorable marketing and adorable labels. It's all the same shame industry. Because they only profit when you feel bad about yourself and you buy these products. And I'm not saying right. you shouldn't care for yourself down there, but you should do it in a way that's based on the understanding of what it should and shouldn't be. And you, it doesn't need, like, people have made it sound like it's a system, this delicate flower and orchid that if just one bacteria is off, the whole thing falls apart and it shrivels up. And that's so not true. Like, how have we managed this long without all this shit? Right. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So, yeah. Well, this has come up on Attribute a lot. Mm-hmm. I would love if you could just tell us how should we clean our vulvas yes. out? What should we use? Yeah. How deep do we go? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'd like to know the same for rectums. Yeah. I'd like to know the same for rectums yeah. because do you put a little finger in there and swirl? Yeah. Is that nope, too no much? Swirl, no Please swirl. tell us. Because you swirl back there, you'll actually trigger a response to release a little stool. So just on the outside, front to back, same stuff you use in the front, you can use in the back. If you're just using water on the vulva, that's totally fine because when you shower, other products are going down there. And so totally fine. The most important rule, nothing inside the vagina. It's a self-cleaning oven, which sounds really strange, but it is. You don't yeah. need to put anything in there. For the outside, you can just use water. If you're like, well, I want a little something. No scents, no fragrances, no essential oils, no um, crazy chemicals, no sparkles, no glitter, nothing like that, no flavoring. Keep it simple. And brands that I like, and I like them because they don't have anything in it. And also they're not part of the feminine hygiene industry mm-hmm. are Dove Unscented Soap, um, CeraVe, uh, or however you say it, because I need to ask mm-hmm. Hiram. He can tell me. Um, Userin, <laughs> Cetaphil. I think that's right. <laughs> He'd be like, she's such a failure. Um, Dr. Bronner's Unscented Baby Soap. These are all very mild cleansers. And there's a big difference between a cleanser and a soap. Cleansers, the ones that I mentioned, tend to have pHs that are like the pH of the vulva. Soaps mm-hmm. are not, and so they can strip and be a little dry into the vulva. But if you find that you do okay with Dove soap, that's awesome. Um, with any of these, it's just a little bit on the outside, not on the inside. And even though they're good, in my book, quote unquote, good, everybody can still have skin sensitivities. So if you find yourself having a sensitivity, it could even crop up a year after you start using it, go ahead and stop. And you can use those same cleansers in the back, always going front to back. And that's literally okay. it. <laughs> when you say don't go in, mm-hmm. do you mean in here <laughs> or in the hole? So there, so it's fine. I personally think you only need to stay. So there's the labia majora and the labia yes. minora. And so really, yes. and the skin and the mucosa is different. And as you get inside into the minora and inside the vagina, it's that same mucosal layer, which is very sensitive. And you can really just do a wipe on the outside. If you want to get within the lips, you can, but don't put anything up inside because that's yes. where you've got those good bacteria and you don't want to disrupt that. You don't want to right. um, throw that balance off because there's no need to. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what you were saying about, is the is the correct term rectum? Yeah, well, anus. Anus, anus yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I... I thought maybe my mother in her early years maybe like ate a witch's arugula out of her 
out of her garden and I had a curse on me or something. Because I was like, every time I get out of the shower, I feel like I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Is it because I'm playing with it too much? Because I'm like trying to clean yeah. it out. I, and I thought I had a curse on me. Like I'm clean for once. And it's like driving your car through the mud as soon as you went to the car wash. You know what I mean? And I'm like, why does this yeah. always happen to me? So it is true. The more you stimulate it, it is going to cause a contraction. And so it might release a little bit. So that's why you just kind of dab, dab, dab. Don't swipe, swipe, swipe or go too crazy. And you might find that that works better. There's also the conditioning response where if you pee in the shower, all of a sudden, every time you think you get in the shower, you have to pee. It's because your brain is conditioned. So it could also be a conditioning response to, I got to poop because I just got out of the shower. So maybe try and override that and see what happens. But just don't wow. crap your pants. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I can't guarantee that, Dr. Lincoln, but I'll do my best. It's quarantine and you're at home. So now, you know, as if there's That's any true. time to give it a whirl, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is the time to experiment. Okay, I have a question. I've always wanted to know this, and I don't know if you know the answer. You probably do. Do vibrators desensitize your clitoris over time? I get that question a lot, so you're not alone. I've never gotten that, an answer. Yeah. I feel like I've heard they do. Yeah. No, they don't. I mean, your clitoris has thousands of nerve endings. So unless you cause damage, like you're going so crazy at it, you cause some inflammation or some nerve bru you know, bruising or injury, then no. And that's yeah. temporary too. Um, but no, it is not that you are going to desensitize it or that you always now have to have that. But the great majority of women only orgasm from clitoral sen sensation. So it's not that because you have sex, vaginal penetrative sex, now you're not orgasming because you use the vibrator too much. That's the majority right. of people with vaginas anyway. Um, yes. So no. So have at it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good to know. I feel like I've, 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 me and girlfriends have all been in corners going over that together. Oh, yeah. So good to know. Um, I posted a TikTok about masturbation, and that was definitely a bunch of comments I got. And, um, and I think, yeah, we, right? Were you ever taught about this? My, my sister no, Claire never not. taught me about this. She just told me to make the salad, not to, you know. It's true. Even I mean, you couldn't even you buy. Have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even buy vibrators in Texas up until recently. Is that zero? Oh my god! But you can get a gun. <laughs> oh, of course. Guns for everybody. Vibrators for right. no one. <laughs> want you to feel good, but you could shoot yourself or shoot, you know, exactly. accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> Guns, great. Vibrators, right. no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about vaginal discharge. Yes. Because this is one of the most mysterious facets of having a vagina. Mm -hmm, I agree. I remember being a young woman and all of a sudden I was like, what's happening? What is that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, nobody really talks about it. Yeah. What is normal and what isn't normal? Yeah. So normal is white or clear or light yellow. Any, you know, shade of that. And that can vary during your cycle up to a teaspoon a day. And if you fill up a teaspoon... Like, that's a lot. That's a good amount. Mm -hmm. And that's totally normal. And that's all the old skin cells and the mucus and the cervical mucus kind of flushing out. Remember, it's that self-cleaning oven. It's your vagina's way of getting all the schmutz out. And during ovulation is when it gets thickest, right? Um, it gets like this egg white consistency. Like, you'll notice the most it'll be real slippery. If you, this can be, like you said, you were tracking cycles with the Ava bracelet. Tracking your cervical mucus is another way. And if you put the mucus between your fingers, if it stretches, that can be a sign that you're ovulating. And that's because um, with the hormone levels changing in your body, mm -hmm. your discharge can change. So, yes, varying during your cycle is totally normal. Usually starts when you go through puberty because that's when your estrogen's spiking. 
And I've had a lot of girls who've been super nervous. They're like, but I don't have any discharge. I'm really worried. I'm like, That's cool too. Everybody's different. Yeah. What's not okay or we'd want to know about is if all of a sudden it's got this new funky odor, if mm-hmm. it's causing you any itching or burning, if it's bright yellow, green, any other color of the rainbow that just doesn't seem right, um, if it's causing any redness or pain, and if you're just not sure, that's a good reason to let us know too. And sometimes you come right. in and we're like, actually, that's totally normal. Or, and sometimes we're like, nope, that's an infection and you know, you need treatment for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think there's a lot of people with vaginas walking around that are dealing with sort of things like this, but they don't know oh, it? Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think there are people who are micromanaging their discharge because they think any discharge is a sign of infection. And so they're buying those suppositories and those pills because those companies have gotten in their head. And then you create an infection or you create an abnormal growth of bad bacteria versus good bacteria. And so these problems get perpetuated. People trying to self-treat at home, which I get it. Nobody wants to come see us. But it's really hard to be able to self-diagnose yourself, especially for the first time with a yeast infection or a bladder infection. Um, And then, yeah, I think there's just a lot of people walking around just like, I don't know, is this the right amount? They're using liners, which trap more moisture, which then causes more bacteria. They're wearing the cute thongs from Victoria's Secret that are like a bacterial superhighway from your anus to your vagina, you know. So, yeah, and it's just not talked about, right? People are afraid to talk about their vaginal discharge. Men talk about their penises and their scrotums all day long, but heaven forbid we discuss Right, like ball cheese. Right, exactly. Yeah. Heaven forbid we talk about it. So. Well, I think it's important to check in. Mm -hmm. I have a question that's very personal. Mm -hmm. So. Sometimes I'm just on the couch, minding my own business, and I'll just get a little whiff Mm -hmm. of my own body. It's not bad, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like, is that what everyone around me smells too? Is it true (laughs) that other that you smell yourself more than other people? Totally, yeah. Because I I should back up and say what what is normal discharge. It smells a little bit like a you know it's not an overpowering odor, but you're like, yes, that's not. A rose bush or yes. the morning sunset or sunrise that the stupid companies right. have. It smells or like that's a not a Victoria's Secret, like peach body <laughs> exactly. spray or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're trashing Vicky today. I know. You know, I do. Yeah. Don't get me started on Vicky and the bra measuring <laughs> I did once there. But anyway, um, yeah, I think it's, you, you know, you always smell yourself more. Just like with your body right. odor, you know, it's just, that's just the way it is. I think you're more proud yeah. to smell that. Yeah. But if you're worried and you're like, oh, my God. Can the whole room smell me? That's when you can yeah. come check in. And, you know, one of the tests we do is called a whiff test. That's where we put some discharge on a slide with a little bit of um, a little bit of solution. And if it causes a certain smell, that could be a sign of bacterial vaginosis. And if it doesn't, you've passed the whiff test. I have never heard you know, of that. It's pretty technical. So. Would you tell somebody if they were there to see you, would you say like, you know, I think I'm getting, I'm seeing some discharge that is pro- that might, we might need a test. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. If they, say if they're there for just their routine, whatever annual exam, yeah. you know, with the speculum in, if I see something that's concerning, I'd say, you know, I'm just going to look under the microscope and send some tests. Sometimes the bacterial growth gets a little off and the bacteria that cause problems are here and you might need some treatment for it. And I mean, we talk about it like, you know, it's like you have an ear infection. Like, whatever. Right. Don't mean you're dirty. I'm just concerned if, like, I, no one's ever said that to me. But I'm pretty sure I'm good, you know? I feel like by now, probably you would know. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> okay, I have two more questions, and then we're talking more about you. I, I, had a, I was on a Zoom the other day with a bunch of my friends, and we started talking about toilet seat covers. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you my stance until you tell me, but mm-hmm. let's pretend COVID doesn't yeah. exist. A non-COVID world. Yeah. 
when you go to Target, when you go out to eat, whatever, do you put a toilet seat cover on the toilet before you sit? I do not. I do not because probably your phone is dirtier than the toilet seat. I'm going to set that little stage for you there. So perspective. Um, I don't because you can't get anything from a toilet seat. And yeah. it probably caught, I'm probably touching more things to put that damn toilet seat on. So, yeah, no, I don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am going to be honest then. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever used one in my damn yeah. life. I'm not, yeah, but I def- everyone turned on me. Like I was a leper. <laughs> I mean, you should have seen it. They had the pitchforks out. They were like, I can't believe you, Jackie. You don't use toilet seat covers. I said, I'm an environmentalist. It's a waste of exactly. paper. It's fear mongering. It's yet another thing we don't need. Yeah, I agree. I agree. No, I'm, oh I'm my God. I can't wait to text my you sister them, because she agreed with me. Tell them to stop killing the earth and just sit on the damn seat. Okay, thank God. I cannot wait. I'm about to group text right now as soon as we hang up. I feel vindicated. I love it. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Okay, the last vagina question. Because you see a lot of them in your work, mm-hmm. I'm curious, Like, and I know you're in Oregon and you're in Portland. Mm-hmm. It might be a little different. It's skewed geographically. Mm-hmm. What are the trends in pubic hair these days? What is most people up to? Because I grew up in the early 2000s. Everybody was going bald. Mm -hmm. You know, my mother, she had a giant bush my whole life. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming she still does. (laughs) It all goes in ebbs and flows. I'm just curious, because of your line of work, you probably see a lot of them. Like, what are you feeling these days? What are you seeing the most of? That's a good question. I'd say it's probably 50-50, because I feel like when women come in to have their babies, some really like to groom, which I don't understand mm-hmm. how they do it because I could barely yeah. give the urine sample in the cup when I was that pregnant. I was like, right. you know, like where's you have the to pig? find a way around it. your arm and everything like, right. Um, and then obviously some go and get waxed or whatever. Although with the, you know, with the pandemic, I think it's helped bring us back to our natural state because there's not as yes. much assistance. Um, yes. yeah. And where I am in Oregon, it's probably a little bit different. Um, I was seeing one thing for a while. Gosh, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, what are those little intradermal thing? Do you know what I'm talking about? Those little like skin implants that people put in their skin. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. For death They're putting them on their vagina. I've seen them like on the bikini line area. It's just, it's not good. Oh. Cause guess what? They get infected. Um, huh. and if you need a C-section and they're in the area where we need to cut, it gets a little complicated. Um, so yeah, I'd say 50, Yeah, please 50. cut around my dragon scales to get my baby out. Yeah, let me tell you this. If you're planning to get a tattoo, which I've seen some beautiful tattoos, yeah, please think about any potential future surgeries because there is nothing that makes me sweat more than when I have to line it up perfectly after a C-section. And they're like, yeah, my baby's great, but you totally screwed up my tattoo. And I'm like, I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> this was a tribute to my grandmother, you monster. Oh, God, why did it have to be right here? <laughs> it's very stressful. Do 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 tattoos stretch out and get ruined? Because I have a like a hip tattoo that I got mm-hmm. when I was eighteen. Is it going to become like a big blob? No, I don't think they get ruined. I think I mean the skin is so elastic. I think what's yeah. more likely is when we're all ninety and like, you know, gravity. Yeah. I think that's more. But yeah, the skin is amazing. 
how it just kind of and women are amazing I love I love good tattoos that's my favorite part of like in between pushes we'll just chat about the different tattoos oh yeah I think that's why you get Mm -hmm. them to entertain your medical professionals hilarious yeah (laughs) yeah okay good to know let's talk real quick you are a curly haired queen I know you recently did a tiktok about your curly hair but but we always want to know if you have any products mm-hmm. for your curly hair that you love, mm-hmm. um, please let us yeah. know because you really do have, you have that sort of like wavy, big tousled curl pattern that I feel a lot of us wish we had. Well, I only discovered this two years ago because, because mm-hmm. of YouTube. Um, yeah. I thought I, I was always straightening my hair. I thought I had big, crazy, frizzy hair. I never knew. Yeah. Blame my mother. Um, but that's okay. But uh, yeah, and I just was like, oh, if you use those products and do that, maybe my hair will do that. And then I did it. Yeah. And I have um, a great stylist, if you're looking for a curly-haired stylist in Portland, um, per- Portland Curl Room, um, Chandler. Cute. They are phenomenal. Um, I would say my number one favorite is the As I Am Coconut Co-Wash. It comes in a big old tub. It's like eight bucks, and it smells mm-hmm. like a pina colada, um, which I'm okay with that on my hair. And yeah. I just love it because I feel like it just gives good bounce with the, you know, really cleans the scalp. I do use Diva Curl Curly Conditioner, which I hear when I posted that people were like, you want to talk about pitchforks? They're like, how could you use Diva Curl? It's cost I know something hair. happened with Diva Curl uh, last year that I yeah. never really fully got yeah. th- the tea on. I think some people start, they said that they changed their formulation and a bunch of people started losing their hair. But Diva Curl said they didn't. And I always hesitate because sometimes you might find this hard to believe, but sometimes there's fake news and sometimes <gasps> oh my goodness. people freak out and whether or not it's true, I don't know, but all I know is it works for me and I love it. Right. Um, so I love that. And I love, um, Jesse curls, rocking ringlets. Um, it's like a flaxseed thing and I love my hair pick. So and I love that. I only have to wash my hair twice a week. Um, and I don't know, maybe I feel like this is part of my journey, you know, TikTok and helping people discover themselves like your whole life. I don't know about you growing up, especially in the nineties, right? Stick straight hair, ironed it. it And we washed it so much. I wash my hair every day. And I used to iron it like snap, crackle, pop. And I did the, um, the keratin treatment, which I was like, I think I'm getting cancer right now, (laughs) but I'm doing it. Um, and it was so liberating to be like, you know what? Any kind of hair is beautiful and it's about finding what you like for you. And, um, so it's been really interesting to see people comment on my hair because I've been super self-conscious about it as I've figured it out. And the fact that people are commenting on that, like me growing up, that was the thing I always hated most about myself was my hair. Um, so it's kind of fun. So you see, you don't have to peak in high school. You can peak in your thirties. <laughs> yep. Honey, welcome. Welcome to what you're looking exactly, at right you know, now. Exactly. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for empowering, you know, women in their thirties and people in their thirties. And also like, you know, for all my listeners, most of my listeners are in their 20s, mm-hmm. but a good chunk of them are in their 30s and 40s. You can go on TikTok. Yes. It's not just for teenagers dancing to Savage. It's not. No. There's a big other world of stuff, and I love it. I have so much fun there. Dr. Lincoln's there. There's all kinds of fun There's stuff happening there. There's great pets there. There's, you know, oh. it's, I will say in quarantine, the TikToks, the creativity, and the people, like, I, I follow humankind videos because I just need yes, to see good too. things in life. And I'm I need there to see all the animal friendships. And I'm just crying. I'm like, okay, between this and watching Queer Eye, like that's what makes my quarantine go. A hundred percent. And I saw it's you beautiful. interview Jonathan. Yes. Can I tell you? I just want to be best friends with him. Like I know he's so sweet too. Like I know I've known him for a really long time because you know up until Queer Eye he was a hairdresser and was Hollywood. Oh, he's the best. You know. Yeah. 
and and his star rose so quickly. Mm-hmm. He's so that is exactly who he is in real yeah. life. Is what you I just see. love when they sit down to get their haircut. I'm like, nope, here comes a therapy session. And yep, it's, they all like, are. Crying. I want Karamo to like take yes. me to tea and like let me tell him about my parents. Like I just want to tell him about my family. Have you like seen I the, just the memes. They're like, when you get in the car in the black car with Karamo, you know something. Somebody's gonna cry. Yes, <laughs> it's, so true, it's a beautiful it. show. Speaking of beautiful people doing beautiful things, Dr. Lincoln, please tell us, you are writing a book, I heard. I am. Yeah. So it's due out in August 2021, so less than a year now. Um, Publishers, Andrews McNeil Publishing. And think of it like my TikToks that you can take with you and read, you know, in the bathroom in one sitting or, you know, you can't get Wi-Fi, but you can read my book. It's like the TikToks in word form and clustered together by topics. So if you're just super curious today about periods, you can read the whole period section in one sitting. Or if you just have a specific question, it's all question-based, just like my TikToks. And it's easy to find because it's super hard to find old TikToks to scroll down. And it's content that I can't give you as much in 60 seconds. It's going to be super visual. The illustrations are going to be amazing. They're by um, an artist who had her vulvar and vaginal illustrations on display at the Vagina Museum in London in the uk she's awesome oh my god i want to go to that museum oh, yeah they actually have an auction going well maybe it finished um they're they're just reopening it's it's just it's amazing stuff so and my goal is people of all ages i think a 16 year old can get something out of it, a 36 year old a 66 year old and you're gonna read the book and you're gonna feel totally not embarrassed for all the questions that you're asking and answering because it's the same tone where i'm like you know what i had these questions right. too and there's no there's no stupid questions when it comes to your down there so I mean, everyone needs a copy of that. I'm so excited. I can't wait. That's so fun. I'm, I'm well, let you know you'll have to down. come back in August. I will, and we'll have more vagina chat. It'll be great. Or July, because it's all about the pre-orders. Oh, that's true. See, I don't it's even know. This is my first book. I feel so bad for my editor. She's like, Jen, here's how it works. I'm like, I don't know. I just deliver babies. I'm stupid when it comes to this. <laughs> hey, you know what? Editors are important. I, um, My fiance put out a book this year. Ooh. So I don't know a lot about it, but I did watch a lot of him go through it. Awesome. So, you know what, honey? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fat. It's super fun. But it is all about those pre-orders, honey. Good to so know. So as soon yeah. as it's out, you better tell you me know. so I can tell mm-hmm. everybody. I'll let you know. Tell us where we can find you on Instagram and TikTok and mm-hmm. anything else. Uh, and then I'm going to do a virtual pap smear with oh, you. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, don't worry. I got, my, yeah. I got my speculum right here. So Perfect. <laughs> Just place it this way. God, one day, man, if we could. Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. It's D-R, Jennifer Lincoln, all one word, no dots. And then my website is Jennifer Lincoln. No, it's drjenniferlincoln.com. See, I don't even know. <laughs> I am so appreciative of your time, Dr. Lincoln, oh. that you are, you probably could be delivering a baby right now, but instead you're telling us about vaginal health. So thank you for being here. So Super, super fun. I didn't have to get dressed up. So I love it. No, this was great. Thank you so oh, yeah. much for inviting me on. I you can love wear whatever you podcast. want. Super great. We can talk about vaginas all day long. So <laughs> great. I will have you back next year to promote your book because we all are going to buy Woo-hoo! it. Love it. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, Dr. Lincoln is a mother. We're busy. We're at home. There's a lot going on. I know you don't have a lot of time in your day, so I'm so appreciative that you were here today listening to Natch Butte. Thank you for being here. Don't forget that you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Dr. Lincoln, do you cream your neck? I do, because my my beauty girl told me I should start doing it. So I do. I do do that. (laughs) The neck's looking good, I'll be honest. Look at that neck. (laughs) It's beautiful. A A podcast network.